0: time again finally oh. at long last oh it's that time even more so again
1: that's right repeating the theme song if it's so nice why not play it one more time as they say uh welcome to super duper
0: stitious the paranormal podcast with a sciency perspective on its corresponding spooks
1: yeah sure corresponding science
0: podcast about paranormal stuff Mm -hmm. I don't know, comedy podcast about the science of the spooky. I'm just talking about different ways we always try to frame it and always stumble over. We could try different ones. I don't know.
1: And if you're a loyal listener, you don't give a fuck. No. And if you're a new listener, you probably
0: don't care any since we started talking. But either way. Yeah.
1: We're glad that we got you for a little while. I'm Wyatt. I'm Jake. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, This week, Jake has poured me a beer. A very cryptic beer. We're now going to-
0: a tiny little glass, a tiny little clink. <laughs> he
1: poured it into a thimble. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a disgusting
0: sound. Thank like, you. That's the mic. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's an American porter. It's tasty, and uh this He's, beer will yeah, be determining me, uh, our topic for the week.
1: Yeah, Jake on the way over. He says to me, "You know, I got this beer." And uh, I don't, I, it's in this black bag. I'm going to pour it out of the bag and then pull it out of the bag. It was
0: weird that it wasn't in a can. It was just in a bag.
1: <laughs> Sloshing around. And uh, yeah, so we're going to find out what it is. It's by Common Roots Brewery. And it is called... Shadow Figures. Yeah. Ooh. Isn't a cool looking
0: can? I've had this since like November. <laughs> this is and spooky looking. So excited since like, I got it while you were in Australia. I kept thinking, oh man, I can't wait to drink this with Wyatt for the show. And then we were trying to decide on a topic for this week, and we've kind of leaned in this direction, at least. Yeah, I'd say um, so. With some kind of just general nighttime spooky bedroom visitor type thing. We've <laughs> kind of had that be our theme before. Deal you know, with it. <laughs> snatching your people up. Um, hide your kids, hide your wives, etc. But yeah, that's kind of what our our overarching theme for today will
1: be. And uh, yeah, with... Uh, nope, this is quite a tasty porter. I would say... Of the American style, specialty roasted malts. Are we going here again? Jake. (laughs) Do you think this has flavors of chocolate, coffee, and caramel?
0: I can taste chocolate, coffee.
1: Let me get another sip here. (laughs) Yeah, I get a little
0: caramel. I think
1: this is just coffee. (laughs) I just gave you coffee. It's really cold coffee. (laughs) Cold carbonated coffee. No, it's very good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, without further ado. Uh, I believe it's my turn to kick it off. Kick it right on
0: off. Right on off. Then right off on and uh, right in. I don't care. All right. This first story uh, comes from Tim Brown, owner and administrator of a website whose name I will wait to tell you until afterward because I care too much about being coy about what my topic is until coy boy. I've already, uh, it's probably, I mean, it's, you know what it is already. It's probably in the episode <laughs> title. It's definitely I, in the episode description.
1: I just wanted to say before you get too far into it, uh, or, or unless you want to drop the name in a cryptic fashion during your story.
0: Well, I mean, I always do. I was going to tell a kind of story that leads up to, it's like, Oh, this is the thing that's called this. So carry on. It doesn't matter. Cause carry you on. already know. So you can do it now or I can do it then. You
1: do yours and then I'll do mine. Okay. Um, so Jake, let me interrupt you. <laughs>
0: It's possible this story is actually from Duncan Connor and not from Tim Brown. Based on the URL from this website, it's very unclear about that particular detail. At any rate, I'll hunt them both down. Yes, it's someone who encountered something that had enough of of that had enough of an. Oh no, it's happening! That had enough of an effect on him that he decided to devote his life to collecting similar stories from across the world. Ooh. Uh. So here we go. Quote. My experience came in 1994 when I was about 14 years old. I was living with my grandmother and great-grandmother at the time at my home in Nashville, Tennessee. I had been staying up really late that night, and at about 2 in the morning, I found myself lying in bed and nodding off as I was watching TV. He lives with his grandmother and great-grandmother? Yes. Okay, go on. The lights were all off, and the only light that was lighting my room was coming from the TV set in front of me. hmm From where I was lying, my bed was positioned up against the wall. Uh, Looking down toward my feet, I had a clear view all the way into and through my great grandmother's room, which was the hall itself, (laughs) I don't know, which (laughs) was just parallel to mine, as there was no door between my room and hers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could uh, also see into the hallway. Just inside the hallway was the doorway going into my grandmother's room. What? Okay. Yep. So, and you you could see through doors and see different rooms, I guess is just the main point of this layout. Yep. as I was lying there, if I had more time, I should have like made a blueprint and like really studied it. So he was here. They would have been over there. <laughs> this is where the great-grandmother was. Uh, as I was lying there with the covers pulled up to my face, nodding off, my eyes would open and fall, open and fall, over and over again. Except that I heard something on TV that made me open my eyes a little wider. Only this time, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I'd always had a fear about intruders and what I would do if someone ever broke into our home. For a brief moment, I thought that the movement I was seeing might be my grandmother getting up to go to the bathroom, but as I moved my eyes more into focus, looking down through my great grandmother's room into the hallway. I very quickly realized that it wasn't my grandmother. What I saw gripped me immediately with fear and dread. I saw a tall humanoid-like feature, like a man. Mm-hmm. There had no um, the man had no distinguishable features whatsoever. I could see no eyes, no nose, no mouth only blackness
1: so it wasn't flesh like i guess in this case <laughs> in this
0: case it was not a flesh like creature <laughs> it was a shadow like creature mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he looked like a shadow <laughs> only darker much darker he had a very wide brimmed hat and a long trench coat that flowed as he moved why God, my, do you know it's a he i don't know i started to tremble my heart began to race at that moment, I came to the conviction that there was indeed an intruder in my house. They watched him move, and in the back of my mind, I began to play out scenarios as to what he and I were going to do. Was I going to yell? Was I going to get up and run after him and try and fight him? <laughs> I kept looking into the hallway. He stood there at the threshold between my great-grandmother's room and my grandmother's room. Ooh. He leaned his head and body into my great-grandmother's room and looked in, turning his head toward her and then toward me. I had my eyes closed as much as I could so I could still see him and yet still look like I was asleep like i was asleep sorry sleeping <laughs> i was asleep i i predicted what the word was going to be incorrectly <laughs> predictive predictive reading <laughs> exactly he stood there for what seemed like an eternity he then moved very slowly and without sound back into the hallway just out of view then immediately i saw his figure move toward my great grandmother's uh, sorry toward my grandmother's room mm. the same as before He leaned his body and head in, looking at her again, not making a sound. Mm -hmm. He then leaned back and moved out of view into the hallway. At this point, I didn't know what else to do. I was convinced that we had some kind of burglar in the house, so I summed up as much courage as I could, jumped out of bed yelling, and charged into the hallway, ready for a fight. I turned in the hallway, and he was gone. Obviously, I startled and woke up my grandmother and great-grandmother. I guess he would have had to run through his great-grandmother's room to get to the hallway, I think, (laughs) so... Just trampling all over her. Uh, I told them what had happened, and needless to say, we didn't go back to sleep for a long time, and when we did, we left the light on. You know. After my experience that night and during the next day, I spent a lot of time talking with my family about what had happened. I was surprised to know that my experience of the man with the hat and cape was not the only one that had happened in that house. As it turned out, both my grandmother and great-grandmother had seen the same thing. Over the years since that time... I had grown very dismissive of the whole thing, brushing it (laughs) off as mere happenstance, a figment of my imagination, or perhaps the result of my nodding off and being in that in-between place of being half-awake and Mm -hmm. half-asleep. More on that later. I thought about it every now and then, but relegated it to the back part of my mind and paid little attention to it. (laughs) That old place. Yes. I would continue to feel this way about the experience until two years ago. That's when everything changed. It'll be. I was listening to Coast to Coast AM with George Nuri one evening, and it was really late in the night, perhaps two a.m. or three a.m. I thought it was Art Bell who was the host of Coast to Coast. I don't know. I mean, Couldn't just, tell you. I thought it was space Ghost. To space Ghost. Coast to Coast. They were doing a show on what was called shadow beings. Uh, what was the can called again? Shadow figures. Okay. Yeah, how'd you get that from there? See I through this remember. can. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, George Norrie and the guests went on to describe people's experiences with one particular shadow being, a dark, man-like figure with a large, wide-brimmed hat and a cape. Immediately, I felt chills run down my spine. I Hmm. knew at that moment that what had happened to me as a teenager was not a figment of my imagination and was definitely not the result of me nodding off. I had seen what these people were describing. Hmm. This is the opening story that can be found on thehatmanproject.com a repository of stories people have submitted about their own experiences seeing the entity most commonly known as the Hat Man. So. You have something you want to say, Mr. Shell.
1: A buddy of mine says he actually saw the Hat Man in 1995 uh, while driving around upstate New York. Apparently the thing came right up to him and was like, I'm the Hat Man. Skibidibidibby. <laughs> <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> yo, Yoda, <duh>, dub. <laughs> Everybody stutters one way or another, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, don't let nothing hold you back. If the hat man could do it, so can you. And then he went away.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you made that particular uh, connection for him because I thought about doing it, then I just didn't get around to it. hmm So this is... Uh, anyway, that's all I had to say. Okay. Thank you for, thank you for sharing your, your friend's tale. You're welcome. Uh, this is something that a ton of people have seen and apparently continue to see all over the world. Website alone, just the the hatmanproduct.com, is full of stories dating back to, I think, 2006 or so, mm-hmm. uh, often describing encounters that the posters had had years prior, mm-hmm. as kids or, you know, whenever. Generally, they fit the same main description. It's a sighting of some sort of entity, usually at nighttime and often specifically in the bedroom, mm-hmm. that is entirely black with no visible features aside from its silhouette. That silhouette is the shape of a man wearing some sort of hat with a wide brim and an overcoat or a trench coat or a cape. Hmm. Though once the cape comes up as a description, really we're talking about
1: Zorro sightings. <laughs> yeah. Um, no horses around, though. Yes. It's got it a bit of a spring heel Jack vibe, too, honestly. It kind of
0: does, yeah. Uh, in some instances, witnesses described the hatman as being all shadow except for his eyes, which may be glowing red or yellow. Hmm extra creepy in most cases a sense of total dread or terror consumes the person who finds themselves seeing the Hatman. and occasionally joy and <laughs> peace yes <laughs> like oh finally you're oh, here the hat man. <laughs> this became big after a particular 2001 episode of coast to coast am that's what the guy was referring to but it turns out that actually so this actually makes sense now art bell is the main host or was until he passed away this past year mm-hmm. uh, the main host of coast to coast am he was first interviewing a uh, First Nations elder about the phenomenon of shadow people. And then Art suggested listeners send in drawings of any such beings they have seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, the result was apparently a whole bunch of drawings of basically this exact wow. shape. So a lot Spooky. Of seeing, yeah. Uh, author and weirdo Heidi Hollis was the one who specifically coined the name. And once her label for the entity was mentioned on Coast to Coast, it stuck. So I'm assuming it was in the follow-up episode where there's like, oh, we got all these pictures of the same thing. They did an episode about the, the Hat Man, and that's when the other host probably came into play. So, yeah, shadow people are not something we've specifically covered on the show before. Right. This definitely fits under that category. People around the world see entities that are humanoid in shape but that appear as total black voids. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, these are kind of out of the corner of your vision or whatever, which we've kind of talked about early early on in the show as being right. different kind of just phenomena of how your eyes can trick you into th- seeing things or thinking you do. Um, the reason I'm covering the hat man instead of shadow people in general is because <laughs> of the specificity of his appearance, which I think is pretty mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easier to dismiss you know, a vague shadow that's kind of shaped like a person than it is to dismiss the sudden nocturnal appearance of Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Cooler still, something akin to the hat man comes up in folklore regarding the boogeyman as well. Mm-hmm. So, what's well, true that the boogeyman, which I guess is something that all cultures have agreed, is okay for parents to make up to terrify their children into submission, or to make them want to dance? <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, has no specific visual appearance uh, that's consistent across any cultures at all, mm-hmm. and really, you know, depends. Everyone has some different version of it. That was uh, John Travolta. John oh, Bolton. sorry. Yeah, okay. Take me a second, I gotta catch up. You're still you're still there, okay. Uh, several depictions in totally different parts of the world do actually include a wide brimmed hat of some kind as part Whoa. of their description. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um there's also this really great piece by nineteen seventy three uh from nineteen seventy three by photographer Dwayne Michaels entitled The Boogeyman. So I'm gonna just show you this series of it's
1: I think eight photos that kinda of tell a little story. He did some of these before. Ooh. So we got a uh, little girl at in a chair, black and white photo, and then sort of a coat rack. Coat rack with a, um, a coat on it and coat. a hat
0: hanging on the top. She's reading a book. She looks up, looks at that coat and stuff. She's grabbing at it. Checking She's it out. Checking it out. Opens it up. She's just an empty coat. She sits back down. Oh, now it's a person. She's looking away. It gets up and it picks her up and carries oh! her away. <laughs> spooky. Very spooky. That's fun. So, yeah, that's called The Boogeyman, and it looks like that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a cool piece of art from 1973. Freddy Krueger also sort of follows this look, but not really. Uh, and also not deliberately at all. As far as, like, you know, this creepy hat. He doesn't have, it wasn't until a later version where he finally had a trench coat,
1: and his oh, striped sweater the was you know, a you know, very, that's right.
0: very uh, distinguishing thing. Plus,
1: yeah, his whole... Well, he gave it to Waldo, I think he, is what happened. Yes. What a fucking look, too. They were like... <laughs> <laughs> um that looks scary i guess uh actually there was an
0: original thing where they wanted him to have a, a sleeveless like, like sweater vest kind of thing with like, <laughs> like his arms exposed and what, like a newsboy cap instead of really? uh, like a or cabbie kind of hat thing instead of um wow a fedora type hat huh uh but then they decided on a different look at the last second that's wild oh my yeah. god I had long hoped that the design for the Babadook was inspired by yeah, right. By That's the, Hat the thing that this made mythology. me think of as well. Oh, for sure, it sounds exactly. So I thought when when I saw that movie, I thought, oh, I wonder if like they made the design for the monster to be reminiscent sort of, a of-
1: off this idea. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, turns out, actually, mostly inspired by a character called the Man in the Beaver Hat <laughs> from the 1927 silent mystery film London After Midnight.
1: Huh. Go figure. This guy's also creepy as hell, so fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was pretty creepy. Yeah. He looks very much like the Babadook, I guess. Totally. I mean, you got the kind weird pack of like a craven, hair. sharp-toothed, yeah. freaky dude. That is pretty creepy. Yeah. Especially for 1927. Oh, yeah. That's like extreme spooky.
0: That's, that's just one of my favorite particular images of him that I found, but there's several other ones, and they're all quite creepy. Yeah. But yeah, so Babadook sounds like the Hat Man, but is its own thing based on a different thing entirely. I have one more account of the Hatman. <laughs> this time from Reddit user the Scissor Wizard, uh, in a three-year-old <laughs> post entitled "Freaking out here." Anyone else seen the Hat Man?
1: Uh, I experienced this when I was about. But there's a key comma between hat and man. <laughs> <laughs> like I had it, the hat was sitting freaking over out there. here, dude.
0: <laughs> Quote. I experienced this when I was about eight or nine. I'm 22 now. He's 25 now. Oh, shit. Um, in a previous house me and my mom lived in. I was in my mom's bedroom playing video games. I, mean, I don't know if this person's British. I keeps saying mum. Mum. Uh, yeah, playing video games when I looked over to the corner of the room and it was standing there, Ooh. eight to nine feet tall, wearing a black low-brimmed hat with a, um, that half-covered his face and a long black-slash-dark-brown 18th-century-style trench coat hmm. to his feet. You remember how trench warfare started in the seventeen hundreds, right? Eighteenth <laughs> century style trench coat. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Oh my god. However, under the shadow of his hat I could see his face, larger than human, glowing yellow, snake like eyes with a slit, and a menacing grin with sharp yellow growing needle uh, glowing needle like <laughs> teeth. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. Pretty creepy. Uh there I didn't mention this in my initial description. Some people have described seeing something like the Hat Man, but actually being able to see features not as being total shadow so one thing that kind of separates it from shadow people in general is it's a bit more flesh like sometimes sometimes more flesh like to this day the image is as clear in my mind as if it were yesterday and it still scares me from what I felt it was extremely evil and malevolent in nature I'd also dream of him all the time me and my mom (laughs) both sleepwalked we never did in previous or subsequent houses one night I even sleepwalked and jumped slash was pushed down the stairs (laughs) I'd like in the to ha- think it was both. It was. <laughs> yes. He jumped straight up in the air then something <laughs> pushed him forward down the stairs <laughs> while he was airborne. The energy in the house was draining as soon as you walked through the door. A clear memory I have of the time was that I was too afraid to sleep in my own room so I slept in my mom's. And Every night she'd do her usual nighttime ritual of bolting all the bolts on the door and moving cabinets and heavy furniture to block the door. Oh my god. She was obviously very scared living there too. What the hell? After we moved out, the following tenants in the house also approached us and described seeing the exact same man. That's freaky. Yeah. Oh my god. So, the
1: hat man. What 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 what's his deal? What's his deal? Yeah. That's very strange. I would wonder if there's any kind of uh accounts of this going back further and further in time mm. where this same kind of uh chapeaued individual would appear <laughs> at a time before even trench warfare <laughs> was, um, was
0: there for a time before I, trench warfare yeah, you know
1: <laughs> for as long as there's been dirt and <laughs> shovels <laughs> and mustard gas and mustard gas exactly and uh and the fedora style hat
0: yeah i mean people have so they generally say it's a wide brimmed hat uh, Oph- i see oftentimes it's a fedora Sometimes it's um, it's like a 10, top hat, 10, 20 gallon kind of thing, or could be uh a, as many as twenty five gallons, twenty five gallon. Hat. Uh, some, people sometimes say like a Dick Tracy style hat. I see. Um, but in general, some it's just kind like of some kind yeah. of wider brimmed hat. Um, they never say an Indiana Jones hat, luckily, <laughs> 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 but uh, right.
1: So guy's on very distinctive silhouette, and you know, by design, they wanted it to be a very iconic. It's such a strange specific detail. And it does make it more compelling that all yeah. these different accounts would be like, yep, have the same garb. But what I think is neat is
0: the idea that there are, like I said, I can't find specific stories that make this like, seem like there are people telling tales that this going way back. Right. But there are, like I said, those different boogeyman uh, depictions that sound kind of similar. So it just seems like maybe that's just the sort of look that humans can kind of conjure up in, in their imaginations. Right. Maybe. Sleep paralysis is usually our go-to when it comes to this kind of stuff. Especially sure someone any kind of nighttime visitor thing of any sort, we usually say, "Oh, it's probably that." Uh, to recap, this is the phenomenon where you're kind of awake, but kind of still dreaming. But also, the part of your brain that keeps you from zooming all over the place while you sleep <laughs> is active, even though your eyes are open. Right. <laughs> so it's a it's just a weird like slight malfunctioning of of you trying to get into REM sleep, mm-hmm. and um, and you don't want to interrupt REM at any cost especially when they're playing a set i spent the last like four days thinking i should sing part of an REM song and have you interrupt me in the middle of it Uh and i was like i don't think anyone wants to hear that Uh and i I realized also i did that in episode 30 too oh my goodness in other words you're laying in bed you can see your surroundings and you can see some creepy ass dream stuff in those surroundings with you Mm -hmm. but you can't move Mm -hmm. which sucks often this is accompanied by a feeling of pressure on the chest which is why many folks tell tales of a creature or other entity sitting
1: on their chest. Right, this is your um, succubus incubus Exactly, realm. so that's
0: when we get into. So there's um, the old hag thing, which is just you know, an old hag sitting on someone's chest, Ugh. or something like a little gargoyle-looking thing. Right. Uh, usually there's an overwhelming feeling of terror and or dread, but it can also go an entirely different direction instead be a feeling of sexual arousal. Ew. And that's where you get the psychibus-incubus thing you're talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. And from a strictly evolutionary perspective, those two mental states make a lot of sense mm-hmm. uh, in terms of being the only part of you that's awake if all your higher functions can't join in. Just like kind of two of your stronger uh, <laughs> primal instincts.
1: primal yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Either terror or horniness. <laughs> <laughs> or... Flatter. <inflammation>. <laughs> You know, the two responses to uh, being danger. attacked. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. Today, we're going to go a step further than I think we have in the past in describing mm-hmm. this and talk about some specific neurological explanations for what's going on. Ooh, Baland Jalal, a neuroscientist at Cambridge University School of Clinical Medicine, is an expert on sleep and is considered the world's leading authority on sleep paralysis. Okay. So pretty good. He has several peer-reviewed papers about sleep paralysis and shadow people and the like. But for time's sake, I'm just going to focus on a couple of them. The first I'll be quoting from is called Sleep Paralysis, the Ghostly Bedroom Intruder and Out-of-Body Experiences, the Role of Mirror Neurons, which was published in Frontiers in Human Neuroscience. Hmm. Um, Quote, We propose that a functional disturbance of the right parietal cortex may give rise to the common bedroom intruder hallucination seen during Hmm. sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. As described, the absence of uh, afferent sensory signals might cause this disturbance of body image, implicating regions such as the right superior parietal lobule and the temporal parietal junction, critical for the construction of a neural representation of the body. Essential to this hypothesis is the hallucinated projection of a genetically hardwired body map due to conflicting uh, efferent and afferent Neural conduction. In other words, uh, we have a built-in <laughs> idea of what a human shape is. Mm-hmm. This is part of our genetic wiring. Mm-hmm. We tend to project that onto stuff a lot. So we talked about pareidolia before. Um, right, you right. often think you see a human sh- face or just general shape in stuff where it's not there. In this case, just the right neurons firing can cause us to use this built-in shape blueprint to hallucinate a whole human form. <clears throat> to hallucinate a whole human form. But only the shape and no details. Right. So it's just the basic, the most basic version of that. Um, So hence you see a shadow person. Uh, Quote. This hypothesis is broadly consistent with the finding that disrupting the temporoparietal junction using focal uh, electrical stimulation can induce the feeling of an illusory shadow-like person mimicking one's body postures. Wow! So by actually stimulating that part of the brain, they've made that like uh, uh, basically a shadow person appear or That's make crazy. perceive one. Very cool. Um, we further evoke the mirror neuron system as crucial in giving rise to this intruder hallucination. Mm-hmm. Neurons in area V5 of the premotor cortex fire when you make deliberate movements. Mm. Intriguingly, a subset of these neurons, about 10%, fire even when you merely watch another person performing the action. Mirror. These neurons, dubbed mirror neurons, allow higher centers to basically anticipate and or predict motion based on what you you might do if you were performing a similar action. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing the world from someone else's perspective. Uh, He goes on to say that the disruption of normal mirror neuron function which sleep paralysis can cause, in turn leads to incorrectly projecting the perspective of another person out into the world around you, and then perceiving actions on the part of this entity you're making yourself see. So very much like dreaming awake in a way. Yes. That's cool. Uh, But now, not just saying, oh, it's just dreaming. It's also saying, well, here's the exact stuff your brain is doing that makes that happen. Of course. Which is kind of cool.
1: That is really cool. But
0: why the hat and cloak? That's another (laughs) really specific thing people talk about. Because of all the distortions happening between your neurons while you're stuck in this weird semi-dreaming state, that genetically hardwired image of a human form your brain is referring to can also get a little warped. Mm-hmm. Like there's also talk; people say I've seen, you know, a hooded figure, mm. seem like just someone wearing some sort of cloak type thing. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe the head shape gets a little stretched, and the body overall gets kind of smudged outward. Mm-hmm. So in the case of just like the either the hooded figure or the Hat Man, um, <laughs> just general kind of. S- Yeah, just blurring of the human shape could make it seem like a robe or a trench coat or a cape or whatever. Right. And yeah, just just some kind of distortion of the head shape could make you see it looking wider than it ought to. Uh, As you try to make sense of what you saw.
1: Exactly. You'll just assign.
0: Yeah, things that actually make sense. Yeah, in your waking life, what makes sense. Like, okay, well, I've seen these types of things are for, so that must have been what I saw. Right. So if you've seen a hat with a wide brim, you think, oh, that was like a fedora or maybe that was a top hat, a kind of thing that you know exists. Right. So just, we as humans love to try and make sense of nonsense. Like it's, it's how you stay sane. <laughs> um, uh, what about the many accounts of the hat man in which the witnesses aren't at all paralyzed but can still see the thing? People mm-hmm. talk about like being able to move and like being more uh, capable of controlling what they're doing. There's also the phenomenon of hypno—sorry, uh, hypnagogia or hypnagogia.
1: I think hypnagogia.
0: Hypnagogia, I think, mm-hmm. or hypnagogic hallucinations, which refers yep. to the really weird place your mind can end up when you're partway between asleep and awake right um like hear someone talking in the next room you're You're sure like a bang or something yeah something you wake up actually no one's there at all but you just like it's and it's often like really mundane stuff like that where like oh you know someone's having a conversation in the next room like people who you know who should be there but they actually aren't there at all and they weren't the whole time but sometimes it can go in different directions so you may be dreaming even while you're still aware of your surroundings and it's not at all uncommon for that to go you know into an overwhelming sense of fear or dread in the same way it's not uncommon to have a nightmare instead of a normal dream. Mm-hmm. From there, it's not a huge leap to then imagine someone hallucinating a scary and menacing shadow figure right. while they're feeling all that stuff. So yeah, all kinds of weird stuff can happen when sleep is in some way involved. So all this can maybe explain how our brains make this stuff happen, but it doesn't change the fact that this is all some scary shit. It is very spooky. Uh, on the bright side, Jalal also has a paper entitled "How to Make the Ghosts in My Bedroom Disappear." focused attention meditation combined with muscle relaxation therapy Mm, there you go a direct treatment intervention for sleep paralysis (laughs) i'm not going to dive into this right now but if anyone listening out there suffers from sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. or sees any of the awful stuff i've described when they're in bed at night i will link to the paper in the description I label it "sleep paralysis cure," so it's easy to find. Uh, I can't speak to its effectiveness, but if there's any chance it can help, please do check it out. Especially if the real Hat Man is in your place. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, "Oh, you're busy doing that whole thing. I'll, I'll, I'll go." <laughs> Finally, and most importantly, I want to put this to bed once and for all. No pun intended. Yeah, I meant to say rest, but <laughs> I accidentally said bed. Uh, I'm here to make the claim today that after all this time, Balan Jalal is himself the hat man what and i have one last picture to show you oh yeah he is actually yep the end (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's my story
1: and you're sticking to it yup pretty cool cool well for my section today (laughs) i'd like to call this 11 answers to the question Have you ever woken up randomly in the middle of the night feeling the presence of someone or something else with you in the room on (laughs) Quora.com? Cool. So, in the spirit of internet, I was hoping you'd be able to help me, Jake, in uh, ranking the following 11 stories Ah. on on a scale of negative boo through yikes. (laughs) Alrighty. So, that's negative boo minus one, Zed. One, two, flee, for scary, four, five, six, seven, but spelled like the movie, seven, and yikes. All right, I'll see if I can remember any of those. That's okay if you don't. So anyway, we'll start with David Christensen, who is a pest control business owner at 3D Pest Solutions. They, they actually deal with pests in real life and not just on paper. But they cannot handle pests in time. <laughs> That's right.
0: Um, plus, as Joanna taught us many, many moons ago,
1: no one gives a shit about forty. Yeah, forty's lame. Jump to five or more. <laughs> yes. Um. So, <clears throat> David writes Just right in, into the mic with that if you can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> David writes in answer to this question: One night, my GF woke up from a night terror screaming at the top of her lungs get out you're not supposed to be here they're in the house no ah ah <laughs> oh, etc <cetera>. wow. <laughs> spelled E C T. I woke up worse than Ectetra i ever have I, like I woke up worse than i ever have sat up right <laughs> and tried to see what she was going on about i tried so hard i just about saw it my heart pounding like footsteps wasn't helping But there was nothing. Interesting analogy. It was 2 a.m. and I wasn't going back to bed. (laughs) What would you (laughs) give that? Um, I'm going to give that a... uh, Negative boo, minus one, Zed, one, two, flea, four, five, six, seven, (laughs) spell (laughs) like the movie, seven, and yikes. I'm going to give that a a negative one. Okay. Hannah Donnelly, student at Wando High School, uh, from 2016 to present. Mm Mm-hmm. It was one of those nights where the moon shone brightly into the broken window shade and tossing and turning was the usual. I laid in bed. My mind was racing, my heart was racing, and I simply couldn't sleep. Side note, this beer is really good. It is really good. And then I heard a scratching. This is banded brewing. I sat up and looked around, but couldn't find anything scratching. My head hit the pillow and I was almost out, but then again... <laughs> Counting out the. Ch- <laughs> I sprang out of bed to my closet door, not wanting to know what lied within. Hesitantly, I reached out my hand to open the door and then whipped it open. Oh, the horror! <laughs> I looked like she was really scared,
0: jumped to the door, <laughs> and then was scared again, and then ripped the door open. <laughs> and then was scared again, apparently.
1: <laughs> A gray being scrambled out of the closet standing only a few feet from me. Mumbling apologies. Into my eyes. A I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> I picked it up and threw it out the door, for nobody can sleep with such a horrible presence in their room. What would you rate that story? Negative boo. <laughs> I agree. David Evans, who has spent over 80 years observing life, he says... <laughs> What a weird way of to describe being alive. So, in response to this question... <laughs> on my
0: birthday this year, I'm going to celebrate my 30th year of observing, observing life.
1: life. Yeah, I like to think of myself as a life observer.
0: <laughs> or is it like a holiday, like the day something is observed? <laughs>
1: to God, today life is observed. Hey, baby, I've been on holiday for 80 years. <laughs> I'm very religious about life. So, in answer to the question, have you ever woken up randomly in the middle of the night feeling the presence of someone or something else with you in the room? He says, only once. It was early morning. The darkness was just beginning to give way to daylight. It was that time of day that Lewis Carroll described in his Jabberwocky (laughs) as brillig, a time of magic. I woke sensing a presence in my room, and sure enough, there was a tiny angel on my bed. Her name was Zoe and she was half Chihuahua, half Jack Russell. I'd forgotten to shut the kitchen door and she came in to wake me. Comically, because she knew I wasn't supposed to be there, she was tiptoeing me onto the bed with an expression on her face that asked, am I in trouble, boss? What would you rate that story?
0: I'll give that a, uh, a frabjous day. <laughs> I'll give that a clue, calay, I think.
1: That is actually on the scale. I forgot to read that one okay. off. Uh, Brittany Dale. No description for her. She's just some creature. <laughs> in response oh yes is she however (laughs) a fleshlight creature (laughs) one i guess can hope (laughs) Um, yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel (laughs) about it her response oh yes there are things in this world that may not be tangible or understood by the masses but once a person has this sort of experience they quickly understand depending on how this presence made you feel good or bad if it is bad I want you to understand that you do have the power to make it leave, noting to be afraid. Tell that presence very firmly, get out. You are not welcome here. This is your domain, and you can powerfully set boundaries. P.S. Loving spirits do not disrespect your peace. Hmm. I'll give that a, was it lucky number 11? You could do a lucky number 11. Absolutely. <laughs> I believe that was what That's that seven, was. seven for the movie seven. Oh, okay. Different movie seven. <laughs> uh, my, my mistake. <laughs> That's all right i would maybe give this one just a a four yeah i was trying to remember the fun ones (laughs) yeah fair (laughs) uh let's see here mickey southam former r.a.m don't know what that is high school library tech now retired yes i was asleep in my bed and woke up certain i had heard footsteps in my apartment i lay there with my eyes closed trying to decide what to do I then heard the footsteps approaching my bed and felt the covers being lifted off me very stealthily. Mm-hmm. I decided it was time for action and leapt out of bed ready to fight for my life. There was nobody there. I was completely alone. It was the spookiest thing that ever happened to me and I still have no explanation for it. It had never happened before and has never happened since, but it is not an experience I would care to repeat. That a pretty good one. I'll give that uh uh number that's higher three
0: <laughs> sure a flea you mean a flea yeah, yeah. excuse
1: me i'll give it a flea uh cool want bogle no description oh, perhaps <laughs> maybe it's cool want bogal i don't know he says no and i wish i never do that would creep me out but I did hear a tapping sound once as a 14-year-old in my bedroom just as I was falling asleep. I got out of bed and traced it to the top of the wardrobe, where a strange beetle-like creature had managed to land on its back and was desperately trying to turn itself over. Being a bit squeamish when it came to creepy crawlies, I put the poor thing out of its misery by covering it with a small piece of paper and resting the heaviest... I'm shooting it! And shooting it with a gun. <laughs> Two shots of the back of the head usually does away with a beetle. Yeah, a little double tap. Um, and resting the heaviest thing I could see lying around, a set of spanners. Murderer. Nowadays, I would probably catch it with an upside-down glass and piece of card and let it go outside. Well, given that he murdered a beetle
0: for no reason, I'm going to give this a negative boo. It's
1: true. That is appropriate. Uh Reagan Ryden? Certified from. Pick up your mind. I know. <laughs> Certified from the College of Metaphysical Studies, 2014. Oh Christ! It has happened. I opened <laughs> the, the, the whole story. <laughs> that would be great. You know what? Sure have. Sure have. I opened my eyes to see a blob of light around my head area. It was constantly moving around. It moved rapidly, but only stayed within a small area. You must have a small head. <laughs> The next day, I had noticed my grandmother, who had passed away eleven years prior to this incident. Her clock, I had sitting by my bed, had stopped. It was stopped at her exactly. Clock I had uh, he had her clock. It was sitting by the bed. Her clock, I her clock, I had sitting by my bed had stopped. Thank
0: there you. Go. That's this, why I think I, I'm very a very strong proponent of the um, of the pronoun that because it points th- to things indeed her clock that i had sitting on
1: my timer, indeed. Yeah. uh we should offer writing advice for quora replies yeah. <laughs> it was stopped at exactly ten fifteen a.m which also happens to be the time the died the batteries <laughs> in the clock were still good somehow the clock got jammed or stuck it has worked fine ever since well, here's a question: did, How did she die? Did she, for example, fall?
0: Clockmaker. Oh, okay, <laughs> she's died in a horrible clock accident, trapped in clocks. Yeah. Trapped in- <laughs> she's just permanently inside of a clock somewhere, <laughs> to never escape. Um, I was gonna ask if maybe she was holding the clock and got struck by lightning or fell into the ocean. Oh, indeed. and if the clock would have died at that exact moment she did.
1: I but- think her grandma was in a fight and she smashed the clock right as she was passing away. She's like, "This is when I died." <laughs> but then it worked again. (laughs) Okay. I'm not even going to rate that one. Sandra Huber's works at part-time. Yes, and it was terrifying until I understood what was happening because she listened to this podcast. (laughs) That something is here with me sensation is a common part of sleep paralysis, which I experienced a couple of times in my teens. I would wake up completely unable to move and usually facing and pressed up against the wall. Speaking of pressed up, I just pressed the microphone (sighs) up (laughs) <laughs> Perfect. And I was certain that that's <laughs> <laughs> part of this answer. And I was certain each time that there was something right behind me that would kill me if I saw it. This was decades before the internet, so I had no idea what was going on with me. I actually spent years afraid that it would find me again someday. And then one day I heard about sleep paralysis. Such a relief. (laughs) It's not even scary. I'd give that a Z. (laughs) Alex Michaelis studied at schools.
0: All of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's got the omni degree. Uh, I have experienced something similar, but it doesn't happen at night. It's through the day. I feel like someone is following me all the time. I see this thing run past me. It's not a ghost. I'm sure of it. I'm not really what it is. <laughs> I don't really believe in spirits, but I guess in a weird way, I may have contacted one. Excuse me, may have contacted one. Mm. I should give this guy a different voice of, I talked to the same one for a few weeks. His name was Edwin. He told me things that came true, but I don't know. Maybe I'm a little fucked up. <laughs> I think the change of
0: voice was very appropriate. <laughs> very good decision before the end of the story.
1: Jordan King, no description. Yep, many times. This was back when I was young and watched too many horror movies. I was easily swayed and believed that supernatural beings were real. Because of this, I often woke up in the wee hours of the morning, the time when you gotta pee, feeling (laughs) a dark presence in the room, and I wouldn't be able to fall asleep for the rest of the night. He didn't add that line. But these incidents stopped occurring when I finally convinced myself that the supernatural wasn't real. So all's good now.
0: Gabe, I used to be like you. And then I grew a brain, a dick, and a heart.
1: <laughs> Is this? Oh, don't tell me. I know it, but I can't remember the name of it. Professor Brothers. Yes, thank you, uh, thank Neely. you, thank you. Brad Neely. It was that the was, TA interview. Yes. Oh, my God. And then finally, Rafaela Nifbul in FPL. Sure. Writing January 16th of this very year. My God this is happening to me <laughs> rn my phone battery is two percent and i try not to look around i heard something like footsteps in the living room then they approached my open door and stoked but since then <laughs> i have this cold feeling and i can't move a muscle also it's three forty-three a.m which makes things worse full-on yikes on that one <laughs> i'm gonna give that a full-on yikes and uh that's all i to do
0: today that's fantastic well, it's just like nice you know, kinda of the variety of different experiences people can have when they're in bed at night and getting freaked out. It's very easy to spook yourself out. Um, exactly. The guy describing like, you know, the feeling the blankets coming off. Like I have on multiple occasions been trying to fall asleep at night and see what are you doing?
1: <laughs> Go on. <laughs> that wasn't me.
0: <laughs> and started to see my blankets move and freaked. I was like, oh my God. I realized like, you know. It had been like kind of caught up on, say, the edge of the bed frame, and like the bedspread has started to kind of settle off of it, and then that made it kind of pull. Things Uh, like that, where it's like just little things that if you don't know what's happening as it's happening, your head will just jump to crazy conclusions, then you'll
1: get a Absolutely. Right. And yeah, very spooky stuff, though you legit grew up in a haunted ass fucking house. Oh my God. (laughs) True. That is true. I keep forgetting that. Spooky as hell. (laughs) Holy shit. That was episode. Episode.
0: Oh boy. I'm going to go on our website to find out superduperstitious.com 40
1: something I think it's gotta be 42 I'm gonna guess 43 I think you're
0: right 45 ah, that was
1: close spirited company very good with
0: special guest Kayla Gadoo my sister who was haunted for a good number of years at our house check that up and out if you guys not. are looking for a spooky ass ghost story and a more uh, nasal cold having version of my voice <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Have you so you uh, and also in episode 3 of this podcast you described having your own kind of just my general own creep, creepy sort of cre-
1: creepy yeah, experiences in the house I grew up in um Have you corroborated had any, by my mom
0: Any since then at all my anywhere mommy? else? Or?
1: <laughs> uh let's see. Not nearly so bad and really not enough to even ping as like oh I've had a strange experience so mm. I will say no. There was one time I woke up when camping And it was in the middle of the night, of course, and looked out the tent because there were lights. And I saw probably just a ranger walking around. Mm -hmm. But in my half-sleep vision, they looked very thin and strange. And so there was a moment of like, oh my God, what am I seeing? (laughs) But it was like a ranger just checking on a campsite, I think. Ooh, thin
0: and strange. That makes me want to go back and dive into my old ghoul territory. I
1: know, baby. I... I, uh, had a few other stories I was trying to look at today, and uh, they were not quite right for this, but they were in a similar vein. Mm. Well, luckily,
0: we're gonna keep making this show so we can have more oh, yeah, episodes. Talk about go. more
1: creepy shit in the woods. Yeah, my favorite. Ugh. Maybe next time, spooks. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. There me go. Shit. Yeah. Nothing Who cares? <laughs> Fucking cares. Life's a mess. <laughs> uh, oh man, but at least it's good. Is it? I don't know.
0: <laughs> um. If you have any of your own encounters with weird things in the bedroom at night that you'd like to share with us, or um, if you've had any kind of spooky, even if you were able to you know, dismiss what it was afterward, like just some kind of weird things that have happened to you, mm-hmm. or if you have suggestions for topics we could cover, we have, uh, did you see the most recent uh, email from Brendan Merriman? Nope. Friend of mine. Oh, it's great. It's a, yeah, it a good guy. he's a good guy. Oh thanks. oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Although you probably won't hear this for a while, he's, still he's just blasting through the backlog. What a and, jerk. Uh, Well, he's blasting. He's blasting. Well, he's doing a good <laughs> straight,
1: job. Straight blasting. <laughs> no, you right can on it. through. Thank you, Brandon.
0: Yeah, please send us your... any Anything you want to say to us, send uh, contact at com. <laughs> Literally anything. Just say words to us. We don't care. Send a blank email, whatever. Yeah, just draft a blank email and send it in. <laughs> you can also use the contact form on our website, or you can uh, message us on Instagram, uh, tweet at us and i think we have three followers on twitter and the last update was like <laughs> More half than a, year a year ago, ago. <laughs> not, No, not quite that far but um but it's still like i will get notifications if that happens and i will respond immediately mm-hmm. talk to us <laughs> i don't know
1: i got nothing else and um see you next week bye <laughs> <laughs>